0: Well, um, yeah, next steps. So, um, now I have a little bit more freedom to do more live streams. Um, so long as I can figure out a way to make the, the audio sound better for podcasts, if I'm doing my own show and also, um, for the Esports Business Network podcast. Because um, I'm not happy with the, the way that it's sounding now. But I'm obviously um, I'm using, I'm using the pod mic right now, but I I might switch back to the uh Samson. The Samson has um, a super, super cardioid pa- polar pattern, um, that kind of helps in deletion of those extra extraneous noises. Um, and yeah, so I, uh, decided to use the C920, um, and set up some, some, uh, some LED panels. And, um, and try that out because, um, you know, using, using the JVC and the Canon, it's a little bit more complicated, uh, and, and difficult for, for me to, to set up comparatively to plugging into a, plugging a webcam into the plugging in, webcam into the USB. Um, so I went to dinner with my mom and dad. I went, I should say, I went to dinner at my mom and dad's. Um, we had some, some barbecue and, uh, German barbecue bratwurst and, uh, yeah. And, um, Today, my day was pretty much, uh, I got a new desk, ordered it off Amazon. I put it together. Uh, I went and got a haircut and, um, and what else did I do today? I went and picked up some more things that were in a storage unit. Um, and I put them into the house, such as plates and pot pots and plates and, um, so now I'm, I think, completely moved in. Um, as far as the small stuff, no, there's still some big stuff that needs to happen. Uh, if you can look in the background, I do have the blurred background on, but uh, if you look in the background, you can see it got boxes and stuff from, from, uh, from moving in. And um, so I need to uh, still need to get a couch Um, my podcast table or my dining table, whatever, what have you. Um, I still need to get that from my grandmother's house and I need to buy four chairs for that table.
1: Um, yeah. So, so now I have.
0: I have, I have four microphones, so I could do a four, like a four person podcast at some point in time. Um, and now I do have a four part. Uh, well actually before I had a six, a six channel mixer, so I could do, I could do it already, but it's a little bit more convenient now with the four channel pod track to, um, record podcasts and stuff like that, especially mobile mobile. Um, and so,
1: with everything, trying trying to stay up to date with uh,
0: everything going on in esports. I'm trying to stay up to date with everything going on in content creation, um, as far as new narratives, new new cameras, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, I think you know um I'm still trying to be a magnet for um creative minds that need like a a second help a second hand or something like that um
1: on sort of sort of day by day projects in a way um
0: I'm looking for clients and stuff like that not a, it's not even really clients to be honest like I was thinking about that today it's like even someone with a good idea and even half the half the money to do it you know um, will be interesting to work with you know and and trying to establish and build something um al- although I'm already building my own things uh, and I'm trying to grow my network um here in Austin of course um I think Austin live and local you know it it represents what I do and I don't necessarily know if it represents um, I don't know if it I, I don't know if it's if it's the name or or what it is but I don't know if it necessarily um translates or or uh or make sense for other fo- other people you know um growing up i don't think I-, I really understood what austin was austin texas that is um or is and now I understood to a degree that there was like music and and a nightlife and stuff like that happening In Austin, I mean, I understood South by Southwest uh, and a few different nightclubs and stuff like that that people would talk about. But I didn't really understand, I guess, the live music capital of the world um, aspect. And now I think I understand it a little bit more. Um, having been a bartender, having been a bar back, having been a parking attendant, a car washer, uh, a valet, um, having done a lot of the grunt work that goes into making the city what it is, Austin, Texas, the 512, the ATX. Um, I've, I've experienced a lot of things being a promoter, uh, being a showrunner, um. And and those experiences, and having, you know, spoken with transplants, spoken with born and raised, start born and bred, and all different types of folks that have chosen for Austin, Texas, to be their um, their stomping grounds, their home of record, their permanent home of address, their.
1: where they're supposed to be. Um, so I don't think I really understood um,
0: the breadth of, of, of culture and depth of of what Austin is, and so I think I'm I'm getting a better idea of it now. I wanted to appeal when I built Austin Live and Local to
1: to those people like myself that um that have a
0: have a have a love and a, and a admiration for uh live music and 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 those artists that are developing like the true sound of austin um in the sense of like the fact that they grew up here they were born here um that they spent most of their life here in austin and um so i'm still trying to trying to build with austin live and local i just feel that you know, it may not be the magnet for, um, it doesn't seem to be uh, being the largest magnet for me to
1: to build, at least as far as my local network now. Um, now, the media agency portion and working with, you know, building Cyber City
0: Media and working with contractors and and uh, placing bids on contracts for larger projects in the media space from convention uh, – well, I mean, not, not right now conventions suck, but uh, from placing bids on outdoor activities, um, trying to stay clear of the wedding uh, industry because – it's super saturated. There's opportunity for sure, but it's uh it's either you work for a larger company and you invest what you you basically invest what you put into it and, and leave with basically nothing. Um but it is something if you need quick cash, beer money, do, do a wedding. You know, do some do a wedding. Um obviously if you're Uh, a creative or someone who's who who choose doesn't desire to like be involved with weddings or like religious activities like weddings and things like that um which I have nothing against that it just uh, weddings have always seemed kind of complicated to me what's up mom what's up mom um But yeah, placing bids uh, on, on contracts for creative stuff with Cyber City Media, and
1: working on building more
0: services in for that company, as far as partnering with other media agencies to deliver clients. Um, unique things or more social media exposure, a larger audience, um, and working to improve my own skills as far as communication goes, uh, as, as being a leader, being someone who can be a resource as a, as a teacher or at least, um, provide some form of, of the stuff. Well, if, uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, you can hit the share button and I don't think you have Twitter, so you could share it to Facebook. I prefer that you don't share it to Facebook, but Hey, do what you do. Um, um, just because I'm already live on Facebook, so it kind of, pulls away from the audience of people on Facebook that would see me on Facebook. But um yes, yeah, so these are sort of these are sort of the some of the complications um that I that I that I think about are with social media in particular is that you want the maximum amount of exposure um that you possibly can get when when being a broadcaster or publishing content on social media especially with all the platforms that there are now, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all these platforms, Twitter, of course, um, Reddit. You want the maximum exposure, but at the same time, they're sort of competing for for attention. So the platforms, like if you're on YouTube – you're creating a video, and someone shares that to Facebook. Then it it kind of pulls away from the audience that you're building on Facebook because you kind of want to capture, you want to you want to retain, I should say, not capture. You want to retain the audience and viewers that you have on Facebook on the Facebook platform. Um, so there's a there's some there are some complications in multi broadcasting, and um, using platforms. Where was I going with this? Well, anyway, so with with the way that the platform is working right now, with Fiverr, Upwork, Craigslist, Facebook groups, and stuff like that, and and sourcing um, opportunities in the Austin area um, to find clients, uh, what what I'm what I'm doing. It's a lot of cold calling. That's not cold calling particularly um, because they're sort of warm leads. What's up, Kathy? Huh. Uh sort of warm leads in the sense that the people who post the opportunities on the messaging boards uh, for like Facebook groups, Reddit, Fiverr, Upwork, any of these platforms that are commerce-based, they're kind of looking for they're already looking for someone to do the work um so you're contacting them, but a lot of the times what happens is either the 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 job or or the gig or the opportunity the expectations are 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 very high, and the but pay for the opportunities don't match or exceed those expectations. So a lot of the times I can't with the resources that I have outbid those, those, uh, larger commercial organizations and or media agencies because they're just able to throw, um, they're able to throw people that work for their agency at their, at the contract, at pennies on the dollar compared to, you know, being a, being this, being someone who's, who doesn't have like a huge network here in Austin, uh, of content creators and, and, uh, media professionals. I, I'm still just really building those relationships. Um, for instance, there's a gig that's upcoming, uh, that I need a drone operator for, but I need a drone operator. That's, uh, sort of, easy to work with, um, has, you know, good social skills is someone that, that has the licensing, the licenses, the F, um, FAA, federal Admi- administration of aviation, uh, licenses to fly, uh, the drone commercial use, um, And I've, you know, ran into a lot of people, yada yada. They generally do weddings. They, you know, they bought a drone, but it's not the big drone. And it's just like, well, um, not exactly the, not exactly what I would say the best deal is. But, uh, and also, you know, you kind of want to go when you're working with contractors. You don't really want to bring someone onto your client, especially if this is like an established client or like a regular client, you don't want to bring this person into the, into a production that you, a relationship that you already have established and have them sort of, uh, tarnish your reputation or if they're really good, you don't want them to like, you know, steal your client away from you, um, which is whatever you can, you can always work harder and do try to do better and, you know, um, find, find more clients. You can always attempt to do that. I'm not going to say it's going to be, it's like a, a guarantee. There's no guarantees in life. Right. But you can like always, you know, work to replace the client. If you, if it does get stolen from you. Um, and if, um, So if a situation where you're, you're bidding for something like that, you generally want to work, you generally want to have like a plethora or like a long Rolodex or contact list of contractors that do multi multiple different um, roles on a production set, especially if the client wants to work with a small crew. Cause that's why generally that clients work with me because I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not big box retail media agency that, um, that has that level of, of contractor contact list and things like that, that I would want to, that I want to be, but you got to kind of climb the ladder to a degree. Uh, unless you like, you start out on third base. Of course, if you start out on third base, you start out on third base, You know, if you're, if you're a popular kid in in high school or college, you had a lot of friends and all those friends are, uh, I mean, a a significant amount of those friends do media and content development uh, production work, then, I mean, yeah, you look at what you have, you have, um, you have a, a good network to work with, um, that's that's something very valuable. So, for for those those listening to this podcast and the live stream, and um, and you have that network, don't let it go to waste. Um, you know, I know like, and I know this is re- reality. Even with the small network of friends that I have, and a small network of colleagues and whatnot that I have, um, you, know, you can. You can burn a bridge unintentionally by, you know, make having these expectations of your friends that you, um, that they can't live up to, they can't live up to that expectation. Right. Um, because, you know, they're, they're one, they're cool people to hang out with, but they don't necessarily have the professional skills to, to really knock knock it out of the park when the, the, when the lights are on, you know, when, when, when it's game time, they're fun. They're good. They're good at dabbling. They're good at, and I feel this way about myself. It's like a hypercritical thing that I'm talking about right now is like, they're good at practice, but when it comes to the championships and it, it comes to the playoffs, it comes to, and I'm using sports analogies, uh, when it comes to game time, they just don't show up. They can't play. They, they, when lights are on, they just they fold up. They're just not. Um. They don't have the talent. Maybe that's it. Um. But largely, I think it's due to uh, a lack of experience. I definitely think it's that because experience is something that I'm that's like everything that I'm working for is that one, the next gig to and, and, and not, not experience in an insular way in the sense of like working with the same people all the time. I want to work with a variety of different personalities because it'll show where the weaknesses are in the culture and, and the, and how things can be improved in my game and how I perform because I, there's a reason why new basketball leagues, new football leagues, new uh, baseball leagues, new things get developed is because the The professional organizations become stagnant and i'm starting to roll into the esports talk here shortly is that when when it comes down to 32 teams 12 teams whatever that are like the top of the top brand wise and like they it becomes like the harlem Globetrotters. you know everything's staged it's 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 all stagnant nothing's unique Everyone plays the same and it's, it's boring. It's just not entertaining. There's nothing, uh, spontaneous that's going to happen. There's nothing, um, or rarely, I mean, some, sometimes, yeah. there's some, you know, miracles that happen that are unique and whatnot that happen on the playing field. But, um, generally it's, it's, it's clinic. They show up and they play, you know, and. At the end of the day, they um, you see the same same runs, the same baskets, the same hits, the same everything. It just it, it just looks the same. It's like reruns, constant reruns. Um, to relate it to like terrestrial television and programmatic, that watching these these things, like some people get the. Get like a, and I, I mean, I do from certain things as well, so, but some people have, um, a higher,
1: uh, higher need for nostalgia. Like they really need to
0: consume, a, a, a high frequency or high rate of nostalgia and, for me, it's like I'm sort of, I guess, a futurist in the sense because I want to see different. I want to see things that are different. I want to I see how, how maybe one thing could be done, but maybe how could it get improve in
1: a totally different way, like a totally unique, different way. Um, and I think that... I think that this is
0: happening in esports, and we'll segue from Cyber City Media into esports business network. I think this is happening um, in the sense of that when new games are made and new esports leagues are built, new players do develop, and they don't have the same—they don't have the same uh, personalities. They don't have the same tendencies and things that and behaviors that. The other leagues and other participants have although like there's a lot of crossover because like people who play call of duty also play league of legends and they also play rocket league and play other variety games so uh, on their in their in their spare time or like when they're not competing um, some are like super sweaty and like they only play one game but
1: um I really believe that esports will transcend in the way
0: that it teams and and, and communities will rise, and I don't think it'll stay um, stagnant and, and stuck in the same ways that traditional sports has become, where that. Well number one the geo um, the uh city-based franchising that comes with um the NFL and the NBA and stuff like that doesn't necessarily need to be implemented into the the um professional esports scene case in point Overwatch League and Call of Duty League to a certain uh degree because it is it really failed to take off and I mean you know all by the pandemic and and coronavirus and stuff like that that has prevented the the expansions of new teams. So that's the thing is like there's no reason to limit the amount of teams that are participating into professional leagues, um, even if the even if the players are significantly uh, less um, skilled, let's say. But it almost seems like every major city should have a professional esports team. Even in the same, in the same state, the same municipality, in the same country, um, there should be multiple teams for cities um, that represent their city. But it still seems like to follow a traditional sports path, sports model. You know, sometimes it feels like the music industry, it sometimes does. But I think, I think there are more people who, and I, I, I was, um, I was talking to myself a little bit about this and kind of meditating on this, um, about the fact that there are just so many washed up, uh, and I even consider myself washed, washed up, like a washed up content creator, a washed, a washed, uh, cinnamon cinematographer washed like someone who, who never really made it who never who never made it happen um, in the same in the sense of like a big production like a hollywood production i never did that i never even did an independent film like i mean whatever you want to call school uh student films or whatever you want to call those independent films sure um i never really blew it out of the park i never been a director I never 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 really um never won any film festivals, never, never won any championships when it comes to traditional sports or, uh, being an artist or anything really. Um, I mean, I got accolades over there, <laughs> accolades, uh, diplomas and things like that. But, um, they really don't, I mean, I have nothing to show for it really. Other than like most of the stuff that I learned, um, as far as, production goes was after the fact. I mean, creatively, I kind of get, um, you know, I have a, my mind is compartmentalized and structured in a way that, um, that helps me critically think, um, maybe better than, than others or, or makes, makes my mind more, um, makes me think out of the box because you know that's the that's the intention the the well to a degree i mean it it, it, it really depends what what you go to school for if you go into school for like a pretty practical thing like being a doctor or being a nurse or or some being so, someone that's sort of a general practitioner of sorts um yeah, you, know, you you read the books, you study stuff, you do, and you go you go to your office and you execute on those on those things you learned. In in creative fields like um, the sciences and the arts, um, it, it, largely what you go to school
1: for is to be taught how to how to think differently. There's a lot of noises that I wasn't that I'm not familiar with. Um, a lot of noises
0: in this new place that I'm not familiar with that I'm gonna have to adjust the, the microphones and stuff like that so that, um, so it's not too crazy. What's up, knives. I just got off done with a rant about why you shouldn't should go to school. Um, and the purposes of going to school and why, uh, how that implemented, how that is implemented into um, being creative.
1: Uh, Talked about, talked about Austin,
0: building a network in Austin Um, and trying to build professional relationships in the space so that you can um so I was able I'm able to build and develop the media agency with Cyber City Media, um getting new contracts, bidding on stuff, and talked about um talked about esports and professional esports pretty specific, but I could also talk a little bit about like esports in the sense of uh the the wagering and and participation in the sense of of playing a game for money. Um being a champion in that and not having to necessarily go down the professional route. Um but the professional route is obviously the salary route. It is the route that, you know, there's some there's some guaranteed pay. However, you know, at this point in the industry, as far as gaming and esports goes, um pay is very performance based, meaning that Most people in the industry get paid on the back end um, after they've, they've produced the content or won the tournament or whatever. Um, And largely content creators as well are, especially on Twitch and stuff like that are paid based on performance. I mean, it's, people donating to you it's people paying you in subscriptions speaking of which now i don't even know what tiktok is i know you've been doing lives i don't know if you've connected um i don't know if you've connected like a like your paypal or whatever to 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 tiktok i don't even know how it works uh but to get donations or i I've, i've never really seen a tiktok live so i don't know how it works um i've heard like you know i remember on on Periscope, which is sort of rim, similar to, to a TikTok live, you know, there was these hearts and you could like you could pay for hearts and those hearts were like distributed to super hearts, as you say, or like per, it's like some microtransaction that pays the content creator for for uh,
1: for the admiration or whatever they're giving them. Um, yeah. That's something super interesting because just on the esports
0: podcast, uh, esports business network podcast, I had um, Alexander Zalaloka on the podcast. I think that's pro- how you pronounce it. I may uh, may have um, may have screwed that up, but I hope that I pronounced that right. Um, and his development and what he's developing, and there are a few other t- different companies that are developing this, is that it's a... Um, it, it's an API essentially that connects to your broadcasting software and, and um, there's an AI functionality to it to analyze what's going on the screen and um, add product placement and add sponsorship and advertising um, to your stream in real time um, based on what um, advertisers are looking to, to reach. So, I mean, like for content creators, that's amazing because um, that does, that nec- doesn't that means <clears throat> that means that you don't necessarily need to hire an agent to um, source those uh, partnerships and those sponsorships for you, um, and and then it also kind of means that you don't need to hire, hire a manager because you can basically from the client side manage the dashboard yourself. Now, you know when when you become a pretty large streamer or a large content creator or a large person person who creates like compelling gaming content or whatever content you create uh you know you might want to have staff you might want to have people on 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 your on payroll to um, manage your schedule so that you stay consistent with creating content so that you stay consistent with you know um w- w- with deliverables when it comes to those, those sponsors that you work with. And then also, you know, you want to have that agent that's out there brokering new sponsorships for you. Um, you know, whether it be like a new CBG company, uh, whether it be a new consumer package goods company, um, or it might be, you know, hot topic right now, NFTs, like, uh, you might be partnering with a marketplace for NFTs, Um, so that people can purchase their um their digital assets whether it be whether it be the non-fungible tokens in the form of our, our artwork or in the form of blockchain currencies or even like traditional um
1: collectibles like playing cards apparel stuff like that um I haven't really ta- dove into that. I just dove into that topic pretty, pretty interesting. I don't.
0: I, tr- I tend. I tr- try not to think about the NFT thing. I feel like it's like
1: super sus. I feel like people are just. It's hype.
0: There's so much hype to it, and I don't know if it's a lot of hype because of like. For no apparent reason. Like, I I mean, geez, I'm seeing it all over the place. I'm seeing it in normie culture. It's like normie culture or normal person culture. It's like, it's in, it's like attached to YouTube and, and, and see it on, you see it on, on, uh, on traditional news. And it's like, it seems very counterculture. It seems very like but maybe that's that's what's happening it's like the tech, the technocrats are overtaking like i don't know it seems like very futurist it seems it seems like something that the general population wouldn't want to adopt like or even know, even put the effort into to like to acquire these things i mean it's really it's not a one-click. It's not, it's not Amazon level of one-click uh, gratification. There's this, this instant gratification aspect of, 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 of NFTs is not there. So I mean, I'm just so curious as to why there's so much buzz around it when it, 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 the average person can't – it's not even accessible to the average person. Accessibility with NFTs is crazy. OpenSea does not open. Open the sea, like you know, and and, and, uh, and some of these other um, platforms. OpenSea is the most uh, recognizable one for me because it's the largest marketplace. But um, Mintable is one another one that I'm thinking of. Um, and uh, and these NFT platforms. And I'm now I'm now caught up in the hype right now. Talking about it. Um, the complications of ha- having to 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 call—they're so expensive too. Like, you have to have the you have to have the crypto. you have to have the cryptocurrency. Then you have to have a special wallet, a special way to transact. Then you need like multiple cryptocurrencies at some point in time. Sometimes, especially with like the NBA Top Shot thing, you got to have this whole other thing to be able to transact and like. Sure, you can some websites you're able to like just use your Visa card or Mastercard or whatever. I don't even know how it works overseas with sort of foreign foreign exchange rates and stuff like that. But it's just bizarre, bonkers how this all works out. But it doesn't. It does play. Which I should probably take notes on these ideas sometimes
1: um, that I have. gotta take a note on this i can't wait to have my screens back
0: um those what the the thoughts that i'm having as far as like payables with with nfts is like how many market space how many nft marketplaces in the world can there be i mean is it the same it's the same is it the same as like how many mom and pop restaurants there are are, are in the world or is there the same amount of boutiques like are there going to be nft like very i mean there are there already are boutiques like if if someone is an artist and they develop an nft like they have their own website which they could definitely create a marketplace where people could buy directly from them instead of going through an open open sea or some other larger marketplace where it's like you know there's some sort of transactional fee that has to be to, to happen between the marketplace, the producer, and the consumer. So, I mean, this is so my my curiosity is: how do these larger open open market markets like OpenSea how do, how how do the payables work for
1: for the for the creatives? How payables for NFTs work for creatives on um, on NFT market or on um, on collective marketplaces, and then my second like my second thing that I'm thinking about is like
0: you know, in the future, when autom- automated, um, automated advertising, automated um, video ad- ad-
1: advertising, uh, automated broadcast video advertising payables. That's my kind of, and I, I bring these up because,
0: um, Right now I'm working with um Tipalti about payables in gaming and esports. Um and so we're developing a one pager, we're developing um a um an, um call a workbook or no 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 workbook necessarily, but like a an inf you know a pamphlet of sorts about sort of the the, the driving factors that are happening in monetization in esports and gaming, um, and so I'm, I'm I'm developing ideas as far as as we go um, in how are we packaging um, how are we packaging necessarily the the content. And then serving that to advertisers, or to the NFT marketplaces, and then when tr- multiple, you know, when multiple transactions come in, and, and you know, multiple content creators are are, are established on the platform, um, how can Topalti help um, distribute payments um, to the content creators on the that are developing these um, pieces of art and these creatives? Um, you know, they always have a, a, a plethora of clients that they already work with, well-established clients. Um, but we're looking at sort of the cutting edge and and, and, and some somewhat the bleeding edge of, of what are people developing in, in, in the VR, AR, uh, mixed reality worlds um, as far as monetization goes. Because, you know, recently I was thinking, um, I was thinking about uh, virtual reality – cinema and and in in the virtual reality cinema space um when people are you know i just recently watched a religious film the chosen at least an episode of it um which is like documenting in sort of a a unique creative way uh the story of jesus and What's interesting is, it's it, it almost has a sense of, well, I wish I was there. Um, you know, it almost is a sense of this scene looks so lifelike. I'd like to see what's behind the camera. You know, uh, what, what did they have? Was the camera you know, input it into the env- into the environment? And if it was embedded into the environment, and the actors are acting around this this camera, um, what's going on? What's the storyline happening behind the camera, behind the 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 vantage point or the viewpoint of this um, of this one perspective? Now, what be interesting is if. You know, there there are particular scenes and stuff like that, you know, right now, obviously this is sort of like um, simulation theory, but in in a sense is, is my experience right now, the experience that I'm having in this moment, which is sort of breaking the third wall, like this is a multi, multi-layered what's uh, um, um, multi-layer the thought process right now is, is this experience the precipice of of the experience of a virtual reality cinema engagement um and but i feel in the, in in this experience i mean when when i'm more a participant in this in in the in the situation, like if you go out to a bar or something like that, and you're you're not um, you're you're not communicating, you're just you're just observing, right? If you're an observer, right? Um, are people, you know, is there another simulation that is participating with you in in, in that case, in a sense of of, of seeing through your eyes? um and visualizing so are we are we like biological um cameras for you know other dimensional beings and things like that now that's a that's that's diving down diving down deep hole deep rabbit hole because that feels like sort of a west world aspect or even like you know sort of uh, a layer, a layer between um, the concept of VR cinema, because you'd have a 360 camera embedded into a scene, uh, and the actors act around it. But this would, there would still need to be a, there would still need to be a, um, a two dimensional, um, like a two dimensional nature to it. In this for for those consumers that still want to just observe the uh, the uh, the film in traditional reality uh, you know from from the perspective of a screen a two-dimensional screen the silver screen and um, and and the uh the consumer the viewer of that of that content um the other so what what that develops into is as a as someone who's has a desire for this vr cinema is what sort of activations can you create because i don't necessarily want to be a participant in the in the um in the video um, and I don't want the, y- y- there's like a, well, there's a weird, explain, what it? Wait, it is, it, I think most people who have consumed the, video, understand there's like a weird, uh, there's something weird about it where it's not like, it's not, it's it's not cylindri- it's more cylindrical than it is square <laughs> i guess that's the way, best way to put it is that it's not like you're looking at multiple screens so it's not like um you know you see the two di- you see a two dimensional screen in front of you and then you look around it's it, it's very immersive and and i'm not talking about immersive virtual cinema i'm talking about sort of a non-immersive virtual cinema where, uh, you know, there isn't this, there isn't a, it's still seamless in the sense of like, you see a very square picture here, but it's not, it's like, it's still square in the sense of like, you know, the way that you observe, it's still rectangular in the same, same sense that you observe, uh, your desktop screen, or you deserve, observe your t- television screen, and when you look to your left, you see another ta- another screen. And I know you can experience this. You can experience this in traditional reality. Or I mean, in um in present reality, um just by having multiple screens around you. But it does seem, um you know, it, it just seems like more. Um, it just seem like there's a a. a di- a degree of friction removed when you put on virtual reality goggles and, and you have much more control over the assets versus like, obviously if you want to, you know, set up an immersive experience in the, in, in the present reality, um, there's just a lot of moving pieces. So it's, here's the, here's what's interesting about the, the, the production of, of this, you know, non-immersive, Virtual rea- virtual cinema is uh, virtual reality cinema. Is that it is the pre- it is the um, it is the di- it embodies the d- difficulty of of the consumer as well. Because as a consumer, if you wanted if you wanted four four different stories being told within one scene with multiple cameras um, depicting that and you wanted to do that outside of the virtual reality space, you would need to have an inordinate amount of resources, <laughs> an inordinate amount of resources to, to consume that at its highest fidelity. Um, and, and still um, experience that piece of content at at its fullest you'd need like four or five different short pitch uh projectors or if you didn't go that way like four or five uh 70 inch or more um 70 inch or more uh 4k 4k is fine 4k tvs you don't have to go 8k 16k you don't have to do that uh that's that's another level stuff but or of course the way that that people have been building these these sort of non-immersive immersive um immersive environments of course with led panels and um 4K LED panels and things like that. So if you could build a room out where, if you, you know, you put yourself in the room. But here's the thing, you know, about cinema is that it's very, it's very direct. It's very um, tension based. So you would need you need some way to you need some form of manipulation when it comes to audio. As far as when you're looking at one screen, you are hearing the the best audio possible from that screen. When you look to the left and look to the right, there should be no, you, you should, it almost should be like you're switching channels. Like like that that movie that you were watching there has muted. Now you're looking at the one on the right and you're seeing a totally different mute at the highest fidelity, best audio that you possibly could. And so, so because you could... Because then what will happen was like, eventually the audio will get muddled, and you pretty much can't hear anything. Um, you wouldn't be able to hear anything in, in, in that case. Um, so there's a lot of complications that comes to this, especially in the VR world. Because when you hear when you watch something like VR chatting on on Twitch, or you watch like any sort of virtual reality world where people are communicating with each other, there's so much people talking over each other i mean even in re- in in the real world if you go to like um a music festival a large conference the, the amount of data that your uh, your brain is interpreting from all the conversations that are bleeding in you know some people go to these things and they like, lose their hearing <laughs> you know they they lose their hearing from day for days because they just they're, they're so inundated with with conversations and document and hearing people talk about subjects and things like that. But this seems like something that it seems like the future. It doesn't have like a very futuristic aspect to it. It feels like it's coming. It's 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 in, it's in the now, but it's also not there yet when it comes to like non immersive or virtual reality cinema, just it's not there. even a non immersive virtual reality, like document documentary things are like, um, uh, non non nonfiction content like, like sports and, and 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 um, and contemporary art and things like you know dance, you know dance. Uh, of course, like painting and you know artwork, but um, there are a lot of things that I'm looking to accomplish. Um, I've mentioned a few toward toward the end of this thing. I kind of you know, dabbled and manipulated and played with the played with the clay to a sense uh, with with some of the things that that I like from a macro perspective, and I got into the micro toward the end um, with building um, yourself as an artist, building yourself as a content creator, building um, building an, a a network, building. Building a local network so that you're working with you know working with people that you can you know, you're working and you're your you're friends and you're you're having a good uh, you're you're experiencing life in the to its fullest and and that's sort of building that local network and then number three um, you know was building s- sort of purpose for others you know and, and it both on both as like um, both as a giver and a receiver. Right, and, and being a leader and being a follower and, and and sort of establishing those relationships in that sense through through a different catalyst because you have your you have your sort of your creative catalyst that's you know um that's purpose driven and and um has a um as a theme or a purpose, it was purposeless say that. Um, and, and, and so mine, mine would be myself. Of course, I had to a set of my own needs with Trent Knox productions. And of course, Austin live and local, of course, uh, is that, is that niche. Well, it's more, it's more of like, you know, I wouldn't call it philanthropic, but I mean, it definitely has a, has a sense of like, uh, a giving a giving nature in the sense that, this is where I grew up, and I want to I want to represent Austin to in the ATX and 502 to to the fullest of, of what yeah. I experienced, of course, and, and um, you know I've lived around the world now, but um, I mean, I lived in the United States, I should say. I haven't lived overseas. Eventually, I will live overseas part time, from time to time, whatever it may be. I'll, I'll, I I aspire to get to the point in which I have the have the privilege to 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 experience international cultures and um, live overseas but um, at this time i don't have that uh, i don't have the that means i don't have those resources to to accomplish those goals right now hopefully i'll get that in the future um what else um so yeah building a larger entity in the cyber city media the agency and providing for others back with like the very it's more labor intensive obviously like Austin awesome Live and Local is sort of like a creative and sort of fun, so, sort, of, sort of just like there's just a different spirit to it. Now Cyber City Media is very uh, very surgical, very um, strategic, very intention-based um, with, with, with having particular goals that they're accomplishing in social media production, podcast production, video production, live streaming, sort of um, different, very specific uh, objectives and then you know esports business network is obviously very niche, has very specific um target audience, and and um and it's something that I enjoy um as an artist, as a content creator, pursuing it and being an entrepreneur as well. Uh and so so those are sort of my projects that I'm I'm working on right now. Um, I want to develop some more projects. Obviously, I would like to uh, well, obviously, but I've mentioned before that I want to dive deeper into fashion and music and, and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, obviously I still have community in the sense of Austin live and local, but sort of separate, more, more international, um, uh, more international venture into music and fashion. Um, and I don't know if those are two different things or one of the same, but like a different brand of, of a sense, uh, that's what sort of what I am. An entrepreneur does this is like creates businesses, creates brands, convert, creates creates IP, do LLCs, you know, sort of business in that nature. Um, and so, I guess that yeah, that's pretty much it. Um and of course, my real my my day to day life of just being a human, accomplishing goals like buying a house, owning a, owning a quality car, a nice car. Those are kind of two different things. You want a quality car for commuting to and from somewhere. And you want a nice car that you can take your lady out or your significant other onto the town and and do some romantic things, you know, buy flowers, you know, so so there's other things that come, come up to, um, and experiencing life, and, and and living life to the fullest, and having a great lifestyle. Um, yeah, and so that's it. This has been another Trent Knox show. Um, this is sort of these are sort of the next steps. What I am looking to accomplish, and I appreciate um, my mom and my mom's friend Kathy and knives for dropping in, saying hello and whatnot, and uh, hopefully. Um, hopefully there'll be another another time in which I feel compelled to do something like this. I feel like I'm getting my engine started. I feel like I'm just you know throwing coal into the into the um uh into the locomotive and getting the train rolling getting the coal rolling getting down the tracks going because. I've been away from live streaming. I've been away from, from content creation, um, for a while. I've been in, in a place, I wouldn't call it a dark place. I've just been in sort of a, an empty place spiritually and mentally in some ways. Um, this is, this is We could go on for another hour and a half just talking about this, but, um, feeling like the purpose is is like i have ideas and you know i'm i'm working on them but at times uh at times i feel that i'm i'm just not getting everything i want done and that happens to everyone you know like you work on something and then like you have to reduce the amount of um, output that you have on one particular project to increase the output on another. And I, I want to keep consistent with the eSports business network podcast. And I don't want to, I want to like, I've been able to stay consistent with it since I went consistent with it because obviously it started off kind of like real rough. It was like one podcast and another podcast, like six months apart or something like that. Long time apart. And then I started working with other people to start to stick consistent with it. And now I'm back onto my own as far as management of it. And I've um, definitely uh, been very productive with it at times. And then I've had to reduce it. And there's so, many, so much manipulation and playing to try and get it right to the point at which I'm like, okay, this works and it works consistently enough that I could teach someone else how to manage it. Cause right now it's very hard to manage. It's like, I can't find certain, I can't find certain plugins to increase the auto, uh, um the autonomy of, of, of producing it and reduce the, the, reduce the significant amount of labor that it takes to, be creative. Um, you know, you, you, you want to have, I, I personally would like to, to outsource a lot of the tedious labor that goes into it. But if you want anything done perfect, then you got to do it yourself. I <laughs> just seems how it is, but you know, I get tired. I get overworked and I, and, and I often, are, I'm not able to accomplish it all. Um, That being said, stay consistent with the Esports Business Network. Do more engagements and activations with Austin Live and Local. Keep working at Cyber City Media and bidding on contracts. But most of all, with the Trent Knox Show, streaming some more, creating the podcast more, having guests on the Trent Knox Show. want to do that. I do want to return to doing that and just because the Trent Knox show, you know, I, I it's like, sort of like a Jimmy Kimmel sort of thing, but more down to earth for sure. Like talking to people who are, who are creatives, who are people who are, who are doing things in, in life that are unique and, and, um, and, and fun and, and really, like asking them questions for my own benefit, first, for, for to a degree of like improving my craft, improving my skill, um, getting better, producing at a higher quality, um, and just delivering. That's also really what I want to accomplish is just delivering because it's really hard to, um, to, to just do it on your own. It's really hard, but you need to have value. You have to have some value that you can provide um, provide other participants in your life. Because
1: when you're just... When you're just, like, taking the... the, the When you're taking the experiences that you have
0: in life, there are they're not the perspective you have is very um it is your own unique experience, right? It is your own perspective. And you need those people that have diverse experiences in life to show to tell you like, oh, you know. It's also, if you look at it from this angle, it's a little different, and, and you know, and you need people who are also pursuing um, diversity of, of 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 thought, people who are trying to improve the way that they think, and you need to work with those people because it will make you a better person. So that's what the Trent Knox show will will be driving to accomplish is is number one speaking with other local entrepreneurs and international and national and different people um and talking about life and and our goals and our dreams and aspirations ups and downs all those things so um once again thank you for for watching if you watch the live stream or watch the video Um, and then for the audience that's on podcasts, I always appreciate the listen. Thank you. Have a great night.